Welcome to the PDX Small Business Network podcast. Listen in as we interview small business owners in Portland, Oregon, and the surrounding area. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the PDX Small Business Network podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Today, I am going to be interviewing Mr. Javier from Erdenta. Yeah, I totally screwed that up and you know it, but this episode is mouth-watering, so you're gonna want to listen to it. Over at Erdenta, which is over on Alberta Street, they serve regional Spanish tapas. And it sounds delicious and we all need to go. And so you guys are going to love this episode. It was super fun to do. And we learned a lot about Spain and all of these words that I'm screwing up today. So make sure you listen into this episode with Javier. It was super fun. Before I hop into that, of course, I have to do a quick commercial. My name is One Click Lindsay, and I am an online marketer here in the Portland, Oregon area with my company, TrafficAndLeads.com. We have been executing online marketing campaigns for 12 years. So if you need any help with Facebook marketing, SEO, pay-per-click, landing pages, email marketing, make sure you reach out to us because we can tie it all together and get you a steady stream of traffic and leads for your small business here in the Portland area and beyond. We actually service people all all over the world. But because I live here in Beaverton, I wanted to host this podcast and get to know small business owners in the area. So make sure you reach out to us today, trafficandleads.com. My blog is oneclicklindsay.com. Or of course, you can visit the PDX Small Business Network podcast. So there you go. Let's hop into a, let's do a quick marketing minute before I jump into this interview with Javier. And my marketing minute has to do with Instagram. So if you listen to my other podcast, which is called Traffic and Leads Podcast, it's the number one podcast on iTunes for traffic and leads generation. Go and listen to it. One of my predictions for 2018 was that Instagram was going to really take over. Now, it really was in 2017, but quite frankly... I think everyone needs to start get everyone most small business owners need to start getting on Instagram before they, you know, miss this bus. So it's really important to get out there on Instagram and start putting your business out there because so many people are finding brands and relating to people out on Instagram. Now, my tip is I don't want you just to go out to Instagram and post happy thoughts or your latest plate or just keeping it all business. The real strength of Instagram folks is that it's a personal it's a personal social media network. You're not going to get away and you're not going to get a lot of followers if all you're posting is just this suit and tie, I'm perfect kind of things out on Instagram. People are looking for an insight to you and what you do and who you are. They want to know if you have children, what you do for fun. Yes, they want to know about your business, but the strength of Instagram is that they're getting to know other parts of you and they feel like they can associate and get to know you and kind of feel your vibe. So my recommendation on Instagram is to pick is to pick four different segments of your life and kind of rotate through those on Instagram. So of course, one is going to be your business. The next one can be your family. The third one might be your hobbies. Maybe you go skiing a lot or to the beach a lot or skydiving or whatever that is. Then do that. And then a fourth one, maybe you like to eat healthy or you take supplements or you believe strongly in certain things. 
I would post that as well. And I would just kind of rotate through those. My my main recommendation for Instagram is you're going to want to post at least once a day during weekdays. And that's the minimum that I want you to be posting on Instagram. And if you can just kind of go through those four segments of your life. And if you look through your Instagram feed and you, you would say, I don't know what to post today. Then you just think about those four sections. Pick one that you haven't posted on for a while and pick a picture, select a picture and, and have at it. Upload it, post it, and put some good hashtags on it, and you're off and running. Now, I'll be doing a full Instagram training over on my other podcast, Traffic and Leads Podcast, so make sure you go over there and listen to that. I have lots and lots of tips, but for today, just start marinating on that. Start thinking about how important it is for your small business to be on Instagram. All right, all right. Let's hop into this great interview with Javier. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, Javier. Welcome to the show. So excited to have you on today. Hey, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So why don't you tell the audience uh, the name of your restaurant, where it's located, and a little bit about it? Sure. Um, I am the chef owner of Urzaneta. Um, it's located in Portland, Oregon, on Alberta Street, actually. Uh, 30th in Alberta. Exactly. 3033 Northeast Alberta. Um, we're kind of on the on the upper side of Alberta, which is kind of nice for us. Um, we do regional Spanish tapas. I'm originally from Spain, so we have a, a strong focus on the Basque region in northern Spain, um, also Madrid. Uh, and so we're, we're really just consisted of, of small plates, tapas, uh, Spanish wines and cherries and booths, uh, you know, basically things that, that people can share. Um, order a bunch of you know small little things, and and get to try a variety of of food, which makes it really really fun for us. So yeah, so for, for those those that are listening that do not know what a tapa is, why don't you tell us what that is? Sure. Well, you know, there's a lot of discussion. You know, exactly. You know what what is a, a tapa? You know, um, you know, in my opinion, it's it's a small plate. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, you know, it can be, it can be composed of, you know, just something as simple as, you know, a a chorizo sausage, you know, with some grilled bread, or it can be, you know, a little bit more modernized and have a lot more components, but, you know, essentially it's, it's a small plate, um, you know, consisting of probably, you know, five bites or so. That is a small plate. Yeah. You know, it's, the idea is that, you know, you get, more than one thing, of course, you know, and, and that's what makes tapas so fun is, you know, you can be with your partner or, you know, a group of, of people and just get a variety of things, you know, to try, yeah. you, know, you know, just kind of pass the stuff around and share everything. Um, so that's, that's essentially, you know, what it is. It's, it's deeply rooted in, in Spanish culture and, you know, that's how a lot of people eat in Spain when they're out. So it makes a lot of fun. Do they eat that way, like, as as a household? Because wouldn't that be kind of difficult to make such small <laughs> plates at home? Yeah, you know, it's not so much a home thing, you know. Okay, okay. Um, it's just kind of, it's yeah, it's more when you're going out, you know. You're going out with, you know, a group of friends. And, you know, uh, you know the tradition really kind of goes that you, you know, you, you seldomly stick to one place. You know, you kind of go, like, tapas hopping, you know. If you oh. Know, so, you know. You, 
you can start at one place, you know, have a couple tapas, have a glass of wine, um, a vermouth, you know, and then when you're done there, you know, you, you kind of go right next door or down the street to another place and you try what they had, try a couple things there. And then you, you know, you kind of continue your night that way. So it's a really kind of vibrant, you know, exciting, fun way to. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. But generally at home, you know, people, people don't go through all that trouble. Of course, you know, at home, it's a little bit different. Okay. uh, That makes sense. Yeah. Can you just so people can like, uh, you know, get an idea of what you, what a tapa would consist of. Can you kind of detail out like maybe your favorite two or three? Sure. You know, I mean, we, we have a a pretty wide range of stuff. Um, You know, the way our menu works is, you know, there's a section called pinchos, which are our Basque bites, uh, usually on bread. Um, And then the next section are tapas primeros. And then there's tapas segundos, which, um, you know, they're all actually tapas, but they're kind of categorized in a way where, you know, it's almost like a course, you know, you can start off with a pincho and then you can move on to something, you know, a little bit heavier. And then kind of at the end, you know, it's something a little bit more substantial or protein heavy. Um, some of our, our popular ones right now, um, in the pincho section, uh, we just put on a, a shrimp pincho, which is, it's grilled shrimp on toasted bread with tomato conserva, uh, ajo dulce, which is kind of like a sweet and sour pickled garlic. Um, and then it's topped with some dill and chili threads. It's a huge seller right now. Sounds like <laughs> heaven. For, for those that don't know what pintos is, or how did you pronounce that? I totally screwed up. Yeah, no, that's correct. Yeah, pintos. And what um, is, that? is know, that? Yeah, that's that's something that's um, mostly found in the Basque country in northern Spain, which is originally where I'm from. Um, and that is, you know, it's kind of like a tapa, but even smaller. Oh. You know, it's usually, yeah, it's usually, you know, one, two, maybe three bites, you know, um, and usually kind of on a grilled piece of bread or, you know, you can even do like a little bit of gazpacho in a shot glass, you know, and, and so it's, it's kind of a style of something up north in the Basque country that you don't find anywhere else in Spain. So cool. So cool. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really, really fun. And the tradition there goes is that you, you go to a Pincho's bar and they have a, a bunch of these bikes just on top of the bar. And people just kind of grab what they want, you know, um, and just eat it. And most of these Pinchos have like a little toothpick through them that, that's holding it together. And then when you're done eating, you give the bartender or the server all the toothpicks. And then that's how they actually ring you up so it's kind of like this that is awesome (laughs) what's really interesting what's the difference between a pinto and an hors d'oeuvre um you know they're they're not too different i mean size wise they're they're very very similar Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a very similar thing i think you know just in the basque country um they're just called pinchos and it, it really comes from the word um pinchar which is to actually skewer something so that's why a lot of these pinchos have kind of like toothpicks through them and things like that. And they've certainly gotten much more modern than, you know, what they used to be. So you'll find very elaborate, you know, kind of pinchos, really cool presentations. And, you know, we, we do some of those things at our restaurant as well. 
That is so cool. All right. Next, next section segment of, of uh, tapas is? Well, going down the menu, um, you go into our primeros section, which those are actually tapas. You know, we, we've moved on from kind of some small bites to some actually composed plates. Um, right now, we're in, in fall time, so we've recently thrown on a, a few new dishes, which is always exciting for us. Uh, we have a, a smoked beet salad. Um, it's got Spanish peanut brittle, pickled onions, espalette yogurt, and then it's topped with a, a 12-month-aged manchego cheese that's just fantastic. That's, um, that's been a really popular seller for us. And then kind of moving down the menu, you get into more more substantial things you know a lot of spain deals with seafood you know so we try and focus on on that as well we have a um, a fresh black cod dish on our menu right now with a, a basque pepperata which is kind of a, a pepper stew uh, and then we've made a, a parsnip flan um egg yolk coulis and then top the whole thing with fried parsnip chips for some crunch that's been a, a really fun dish. That sounds amazing, by the way. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. I also noticed on your menu, just speaking back about the pain, I'm totally screwing this up, pinchos, right? Um, <laughs> oh, that you yeah, do yeah. offer all, like you can get all of them, like taste test all of your amazing pinchos for 20 bucks, at least as far as today's yeah. date is concerned. Today's 1026. Don't hold sure. Javier to anything that I'm saying today. <laughs> but that's no, kind of cool. You know, it, it's it, it's super fun you know especially if you come in with you know a group of people you know i'd say you know a good you know four people or so um, it really just gives you a chance to you know just kind of try a variety of different flavors it's you know it's kind of a nice introduction you know of things and you know if, if you don't know what to order if you can't make up your mind it's just like well, let's just get all of them you know why not you know yeah. so, um, and it makes it it makes it really really fun. You know, the idea is that you know you have a, a lot of things in front of you, and and you can you know share them with the people around you. And that's you know just diving into Spanish culture. I mean, that's one of the most important things that we try to create as an experience is you know make friends and have fun and you know share, and that brings out great conversation. You know, and so you know it's that kind of vibe that we try and create there. So cool. Um, I just want to tell the listeners to go to your websites, which is ardentapdx.com or uh, your Instagram has a lot of pictures of these amazing foods that they serve over there. So if you're hungry, go and visit and then get in your car and drive down and have some dinner. But we'll talk about reservations here in a bit and if we need one. But next sure. I want to talk about uh, – what what's behind the restaurant's name? Sure, yeah, um, it's a great question. It's it's actually my grandfather's last name. Oh, um, Erdenetina. Yeah, also my mother's maiden. So it's it's a really you know it's a dedication to to the Basque side of my family. You know, my grandfather really taught me a lot about about cooking. You know, about food and in general, and so. For me, you know, it's a way to kind of appreciate that that side of my family and, you know, do a restaurant that, you know, focuses on on that type of food, that part of my family. 
and, and that's really that's really where it comes from so it's it's a very kind of intimate yeah. thing for us you know personally yeah so but I also that's feel like it's a really cool word and makes for like a really cool restaurant name too like it's obviously yeah. it's pretty cool I like absolutely it. yeah yeah it's very unique you know you definitely you know there's not too many urdanettes out there you know and so that's awesome what we decided on and have you, you know, have you, are you a trained chef? Did you just pick this up from your grandpa? What's, what's your history since you are the chef owner? Sure. Yeah. I, I am a trained chef. You know, I've, I've been through culinary school, you know, which was the Cordon Blue program many, many years ago. Um, but, you know, also started as, as a kid as well. You know, my father is a, a fantastic cook. My, my grandfather actually had a, a little restaurant in Spain later on in his life as well. And so, you know, cooking in my family has just kind of been, you know, brought down through generations of, of, I guess the men in my family are all the cooks, you know? And so, um, you know, my father started teaching me how to cut onions when I was eight years old and, you know, my, my love for food and, and the art of food really kind of started at a really young age, you know, and then from there, I, you know, my first job at, I think I was 15 or 16, you know, at Baskin Robbins, actually, you know, of all places, um, and then kind of moved into restaurants and worked my way up, and then, you know, finally really decided that that's what I wanted to do with my life, and went to school, you know, for, for a culinary degree, and then, you know, just proceeded to to get my foot into as many places as I, as I could. Here I am today. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Let's talk a little bit now about the ambiance of Erdinita. Um, Is it, is it casual? Do I need to make a reservation? Is it just my husband and I that should come or can I bring the kids? Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. I mean, you know, quite honestly, it's, it's all the above. Um, you know, we've we've created a, a really cozy environment. Um, I think the unique part about our restaurant is that we d- we like to describe it as a really big kitchen that just happens to have tables and chairs around it. You know, That's we have a cool. huge, huge open kitchen. Um, you can see everything that the chefs are doing and preparing and cooking. Um, it's really it's a really exciting, you know, environment. We you know we try and not, you know, play kind of cliche flamenco music and things like that. You know, we, we put on some like <laughs> really nice, you know, like nice funk music, you know, some James Brown, you know, stuff like that and, and create just kind of a really lively environment. Um, we, you know, we get lots of families, lots of kids. Um, and, you know, I think all in all, it's, it's just, it's really fun. You know, that's, I think that's the, the biggest point is, you know, when you go out to eat, um, in my opinion, you know, I I think it should be fun. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're doing, um, higher end food. Absolutely. But, you know, without all the white tablecloths and, you know, the kind of pretentiousness that can exist from, from that style of restaurant, we've kind of taken that away, kept the, the quality of the food high, but made the environment really fun and really cozy and just kind of like you're at somebody's house, you know, sitting in their kitchen, you know, enjoying a glass of wine and, and some bites to eat and, 
and making it very, you know, relaxed. I love so, it. I love it. And do yeah, I need a reserve? Really do I need a reservation? You know, I think on the weekends, yeah, it's it's always a good idea to you know visit our website. We have a a link for for reservations that we use there. Um, you know, during the week, it's you know it's a little hit or miss. You know, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But it's always a good idea to either you know you can give us a call. You know, you can go ahead and just book a reservation, or or you can stop in. You know, we we definitely um, set tables aside only for walk-ins as well, you know, because that's, that's also part of the, the fun too. Just the fact that you can, you can walk in and grab a table and just start eating. You know, so. I love it. You seem like it just seems like just, you know, the way you are, it's just very laid back, very friendly, like very welcoming. And I'm guessing that's a lot of what, what your vision is for the restaurant too. Just very like, come as you are, come and enjoy good food. Yeah. If you're in our restaurant, you're part of our family officially type of thing. That's, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, you, you, you pretty much nailed it. Um, it. It is that, you know, and as far as our staff and our crew goes, I mean, they, they are our family as well. We have an unbelievable staff, an amazing wine director that, that brings in very unique wines from Spain that, that you can't find other places, which is, is fantastic. And so, you know, I think, most of the people that have worked there has been they've been there since day one, and so that that really reflects wow. the the style that you know and, and the, you know, the the image that we put across is just we're a big family and we want to invite you in you know to our our kitchen and and be part of what we do you know so, so it, it cool. is very much that way. Right? I love it. Before I'm going to let you go, I do want you to touch on, well, two things, actually. The Basque Supper Club. Why don't you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Basque Supper Club is what I was doing before we opened Urdaneta, and we still are doing it. Um, we've, we've cut down a little bit on, on the frequency of, of you know, how often we're doing it. Um, but it's a, it's a pop-up supper club where we focus on food from the Basque region only. Um, you know, we have a mailing list through MailChimp, um, which is amazing. It works fantastically. I can't even say enough about MailChimp. Um, and you can go to BaskSupperClub.com, sign up on the mailing list. And when we have our pop-up dinners, we send out an email to everyone, um, except for the fact that we don't give away the location and you need to have a password. And the only really? way to find out the location and the password is of course, after you, you purchase some tickets you know, to go to the dinner. Um, so it's, you know, kind of like this secret, you know, vibe that, you know, gives it a really exciting feel. And it's essentially based off um, these clubs that are in the Basque country that, are kind of closed gastronomic societies where people get together, they experiment with new ways of cooking. Um, and, and my grandfather belonged to one of those and he used to take me when I was a kid. So I, I based the Basque Supper Club off of this kind of secret gastronomic society. And, and that's, really, that's really what it is. It's, it's a lot of modern, very modern cooking. 
That is so cool. So we head over to your website and we get basically signed up for, I see you just have like a mailing list. So when and if that comes out again, then you'll email us and we may be privy to the password and the location. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. That's really cool. Okay. And finally, I do want to ask you about events. Do you do catering? Can we bring people in? What's the situation there? Absolutely. Yeah. We uh, rent out our, our restaurant space for any events, you know, any kind of holiday parties or wedding receptions. It, it, it is a small, intimate space. You know, we can hold about 40 people or so. So, you know, you definitely have to plan on, you know, on it being kind of an intimate setting, you know, which is, is what we like. So all, all that is available. Um, we do occasionally do some offsite catering as well. Um, and we always you know, compose all of our menus according to what, what the guest is thinking, mm-hmm. you know, so it doesn't always need to be items from our menu, but we actually like to intimately work with them and, and come up with something that is still in our style, but, you know, something that they, they like as well. You know, and so we like to collaborate a lot and make it a very, very unique experience in that way. That is so awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Before you go, I'm going to turn the time back over to you. Tell us again uh, your website and where to find you and anything else that you want us to know. Yeah, uh, our website is urdanetapdx.com. You can go there to make reservations, to see what our, our current menus are at any time. You're always welcome to come down and, and be part of our family, watch all the chefs cook and enjoy just a, an amazing evening with, with friends. Yeah, we look forward to, to seeing everybody at the restaurant every night. So, awesome, thank you. thank you again for being on the show. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. There you have it, folks. Another awesome interview here on the PDX Small Business Network podcast. Remember, if you are a small business here in the Portland, Oregon area, please feel free to go to the website and apply to be a guest on the podcast. I love to talk to small business owners here in the area. And all you have to do is apply and we'll get you on the show. So make sure you do that. And if you enjoy this episode of the podcast, please share it with a friend, share it on Facebook, at least tell one person about it or give us a review. That would be super fantastic. Until next time, I'm One Click Lindsay, your online marketing expert here in the Portland, Oregon area with TrafficAndLeads.com.